0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: Well, good evening to you, Dennis. <laughs> Hello, young Eric.
0: <laughs> that's prime time. Are you? Are you at the racetrack with the? That was a motorcycle. I don't know. Sometimes they go by a Harley. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. Well. The way did it is, did you not this is put a sign? In, did
1: you not put a sign in
0: front of your house saying? Podcast recording. Please be quiet. I did. I did, and that's when all the trouble started. Well, people started getting louder. Yes. Hey, man, can I be on it with you? And you said no. No, it's just me and Young Eric. You have to, you that's have to,
1: it. you have to subscribe to the Patreon or something to get on the podcast. I mean, geez. All right. So I've got a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. One thing that I didn't mention. I don't think about our trip to Paris uh, a couple of weeks ago was that we had a little problem at the end of our, of our visit where, uh, okay. So we had booked a place with Airbnb, right? And we wanted, so you go to, to the website and you click on the little calendar and for for purposes of this uh, discussion, let's say first you click on the tenth of the month, and then the thirteenth of the month. So you have so what's highlighted is the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth on, on your calendar on the on the website.
0: I'm familiar with it. the graphics? Yes. Okay. Stunning.
1: So you've got tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. So that's four boxes that are highlighted, right? Yes. So how many nights are you staying for? Four. Got it. So, wrong. Unless, unless, wrong. You're staying unless, for three.
0: Unless the instructions say, when, what is your first night and when do you check out?
1: Uh huh. Right. Which most do. Right. Well, I've done it. There, so I think maybe you're in error. There were, there, there were no instructions. So, uh, anyway, it, it, I mean, I'm sure if I had gone through and read exactly, there were some, some text that said, okay, so you're going to check out on the 13th or whatever uh at you know 11am or whatever but i when we were discussing and making our plans i i said all right we we're, we're going to sleep there for the 10th and the 11th and the 12th and the 13th so i had selected all of those boxes so anyway we, we were on our last day there we were in the middle uh we were in <laughs> we were in a we were in the the subway uh some sort of train station trying to make our way from Notre Dame to the to the Eiffel Tower to catch a boat ride on the on the Seine uh and we so and it was like uh it was like 1 p.m. and my phone buzzed and I got a message saying hey please rate your stay that you just left at this oh, at <laughs> this at, at this apartment
2: <laughs> and so we were like, alert. we were like, alert fuck
1: so uh, i i immediately sent a message to the host uh of the apartment saying oh man i w- thought we were staying tonight too is tonight is it available for tonight and he or she—I don't really know because I never really met the person—wrote uh, back and said, "No, it's booked. In fact, the next people are arriving at 3 p.m." And and what time was it? One? it? It was one, and it was going to take us an hour to get back to the apartment. Oh so, god. so I said, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. We can be out by 2:15." Uh, because there was a cleaner coming, you know, between the put between the guests, we were supposed to have checked out at eleven. Eleven, sure. Uh, but so we in, so then we were in Paris without a place to sleep for the night. We were planning on sleeping uh, there that uh, night,
0: and very expensive compared to the Airbnb.
1: Exactly. So we what we decided to do was we uh, first first of all after we got all of our shit out of the apartment and into our car, because uh, as you may recall, we drove there. We decided, all right, we're gonna chill out, we're gonna have a nice lunch here in Paris, and then we're gonna decide what we're gonna do. And we thought, well, we could maybe like drive half the way to today and then find somewhere to sleep in like Orleans or some place like that. Not to be confused with your haunt of New Orleans. <laughs> right. Uh, and but in the end we decided to drive and we just kept on driving the ten and oh. a half hours. We got home we we left at uh, four PM and we got home at 2 30 a.m
0: and had a long relaxing day the next day
1: well we planned on having that was on we planned on having uh, a whole sunday to to relax but because all the shit went down on friday we had both saturday and sunday to relax so ended up not being so terrible but we did lose like a half a day of uh of tourism in paris but
0: yeah but anyway yeah.
1: i wanted to, to complain about the the, the ambiguity of the calendar widgets in general
0: well yeah i've uh Whenever I booked anywhere Airbnb, it does say not pick your dates; it's check-in and check-out uh, dates. Right. So it's not ambiguous at all because it, there was a user and, error for sure. Well, then you you really they should be calling me about you. But it, this guy, I this think guy, it, it could be who done books better. Wrong. Is right. Calling me. Right. Telling me that my friend, this guy, you know him. Yeah. He calls us and he says, what the hell, I'm supposed to check out 11, just like it said in the stuff he received, he raises hell with us, barely checks out on time, and then has the audacity to complain about us in the fucking radio program. Right. Fuck him. That's what I'll get. Well, right. Yes. I know the French. Well, I don't, I don't know anybody strange French. Actually, I, I know how to French kiss. That's, that's enough. They're, they gave us two things: French kiss and French fry. And if you want to know the guy's honest truth, as far as I'm concerned, there's not a whole lot of difference between right. the two. Of them. They're
1: they're both I mean, pretty pretty delicious.
0: Delicious and salty. Right. All right, I me, mean, <laughs> I say more.
1: It's a, it's a uh, a bouche.
0: What I like to do in a French fry is I like. And my wife, of course, doesn't like this, but you, you you be the judge. Our listeners be the judge. Is that I take the French fry and I rub it on her face, and then I lick the salt off her face, and she doesn't like it. It's like I want that. I crave that salt, you know, in that manner of acquiring it.
1: Right. And she doesn't like it. No.
0: Hmm. You know, I don't. Women are so picky about stuff.
1: Yeah, rubbing tubers on their face. Tubers. Well, tubers. Fried tubers.
0: Fried tubers. How do they pronounce that uh, French fries in France?
1: pomme frite
0: fruit which
1: which of course literally means fried apples but because because potatoes are are apples of the earth in French uh, Pommes uh, uh, those, they, they, they left out the earth part and they're just like uh, hey you want some fried apples like
0: those those damn French yeah you know they're trying to be like you know cool and stuff but instead it's just confusing
1: yeah with a column call
0: a calling a French fried fried apple. I don't get it. With the they wouldn't last here in a day in this country. With
1: their silly berets and their baguettes. And
0: you don't see any French. You don't see any French people in America. No. You see some English people. You see some Spanish people. You don't see any, any French people. Yeah. I don't see any. I don't. I don't think, they, they, think do. they like it here. They should go back to France if they are here.
1: I think they're all in Canada. Hey. Oh.
0: Uh, in Quebec. Quebec. What? What? You said what? So, here you are, and you drive all the way home, but you have two relaxing days, so that's good. I mean, my days aren't relaxed. I'm, I mean, I'm moving this house again. Still, Monday's moving day. My right knee uh, shot, I was taking one step at a time, and of course my left wrist is, both our listeners know, so was caught badly in a freak accident. So I'm down to two limbs, and uh, thank God my pecker works, but it doesn't help you move. <laughs> Doesn't, did you ever try to move anything with your pecker doesn't give you a little
1: bit of lift it's not like a shelf you can just
0: uh that would take a while but yeah I mean if a flaccid penis can't really move anything no maybe a cotton ball and
1: even then it's it's not yeah. the, it's not if the you crouch it's not the right tool for any job really
0: well if it stiffens in the right position it can act as like a golf club hitting a ping pong ball that would be a game. We could make money off that. Right? You, could, you, I, I, you, go, in the, you go in the push-up position, naked,
1: uh-huh.
0: with a hard on. Uh-huh. You tee up a ping-pong ball, and you, you're you swinging dick, and you, you see who hits it the furthest, and you charge money to see it, and you charge the people who are in it money to do it, and then when they're done, you feed them uh wine shot from a barrel like in uh in yeah. The Bass district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Uh, make a lot of money.
1: I like I I like how every, every episode we're like, how can we how can we get people to pay us money? That's
0: good. Oh we're not making any money doing this. Well that's true. This is big the big the big idea. And yeah. nobody listens to us ramble. There's two people there's your father and there's the guy who apparently Never stops driving back and forth from Buffalo or to Kansas City. He, he he headed back to Kansas. He did. He does it incessantly, apparently. I don't know. Just to listen to us. Because, you know, it takes a while. He listens to the same episode again. again. Trying to make sense of it. Right. Well, good on you, man. Yeah, man. Hang in there, man.
1: I learned something today that is relevant to our podcast huh? because our podcast, as you might have heard, is called happy hour with Dennis and Eric because it is happy hour and you are listening to Dennis and Eric. Now I learned today that happy hour is illegal in eight States.
0: <laughs> Let's go to each of them and do something. And do and
1: that. record a podcast and be like, here's your happy hour.
0: Yeah. But yeah. And no, you know what we do? We give everyone in the bar, we do it in a bar. I mean, obviously. Well, (laughs) Where where are we going to do it, at a school? Almost goes without saying. And what we do is that everybody in the bar, we tell them that we'll pay for half their drinks. So essentially, drinks are half price, and we proclaim it happy hour, and there we have it.
1: So the the actual legislation on this is... uh, is exactly that is that you're not allowed to have a certain time of the day where drinks are lower cost uh, and these, these states I wrote them down I will read them off to you these states are Massachusetts Alaska Indiana North Carolina Alaska. North Carolina Oklahoma Rhode Island Utah and Vermont Alaska and North Carolina I mean
0: so I don't, be, I don't believe it's true well I was there we had happy hour
1: Yes, but you didn't have discounted drinks at a certain time of day at a bar. Yes, you did. Yes. And okay, well, they might have been thought, bre- they might have well, been breaking well, well, the law. I don't know.
0: Well, and often, well, we, often we no, meet in well, south of the border. So. I couldn't. I could actually. I couldn't verify that. But I just assume I've been to happy hour in every state I've been. <laughs> and well, I was in and out of Alaska a lot. But um,
1: the, the, but so it it's not. I mean, it's bad. Okay, the, the, the logic behind the law is that it encourages quick binge drinking before, you know, the last call before the, before the happy hour, you know, clock flips over and then you have to pay twice as much for your next drink or whatever. Uh, and the, but like the restaurant owners don't mind because that means that they get to charge full price for their drinks all the time and also that their competitors can't, you know, undercut them. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting factoid
0: that I learned today. Well, good for you. Ever learning, ever reaching out, reaching for the stars.
1: I sent you earlier this week this article about our beloved leader entitled, and this will be in the show notes, at happyhour.fm slash 009, because this is episode number nine, number nine, number nine number 9
0: turn me on dead man turn me on dead man turn, exactly. exactly. turn me on dead man exactly
1: okay so the this this uh, article is titled how golf explains trump period seriously period and it's all about how this um, this sports writer has written this book called commander in cheat his name is rick riley and he's followed trump's golf game and what his history on the course and stuff and it talks about like first of all i mean all sports to some degree but golf in particular it's all about self-control right like you have to you play yeah you play the you play the hole and then at the end you report to the other people that played the hole with you how many shots you you did right and uh and sometimes and this has happened to everyone. Sometimes you say, I had uh, five shots, and then someone says, wait, didn't you take two to get out of that bunker or whatever? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, that was six. That happens, that happens to everyone. Everyone's done it, but it's, it's not on purpose. And in general, golf is more about beating your previous self than, than, uh, than necessarily besting the, your opponent. But anyway, so there's a lot of – it's a, it's a sport of honor. You have to uh, respect the rules and stuff. But Trump, of course, uh, is doesn't there
0: are no rules for him. So tell the story Tell the story about the caddy, the guy with the with the yeah. boy
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will I will but 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 hold on first, okay. first of all, in all of trump's golf courses, oh, right. they, he they have what are called club championships, right. and for people that don't know about golf, a club championship is a time is a, is a is a is a tournament where everyone that's a member at that course. Plays and they see who has the best score, and they're the club champion for that year. And but what Trump does is before the course is open, he goes and plays around when it's only his private course; no one else is allowed to play. And then he declares that he's the first club, first ever club champion for that course.
0: <laughs> and, and he's playing by himself. Exactly, he doesn't even play eighteen
1: holes. Well, he, maybe who knows? No, but he plays six. But doesn't but, matter. But it's like he's two hundred. Yeah, he's the. Uh, so, like, for a course that opened in in 1992, he's the 1991 club champion. Uh, it's just like, dude. It, and what's what's crazy making about uh, about Trump and really most of his minions is how they they steal little things. They don't yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. go for the big win. They don't go for the big uh, heist. They 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 want to like. Uh, you know, shoplift
0: and gum.
1: Yeah, they they want to they want to take a thing. They want to take a snack out of the out of the honor system. You put in your money to take a snack thing and not pay the money and be like, ha ha, I got better benefit of all these people. Ha And that's just their, their way of being. But OK, so the very best story is he's playing on one of his courses. I think it's it's the one at Mar-a-Lago. And he's he sees somebody that he knows a couple holes away. And so, like, he drives over to the person. Turns out this person is, uh, his name is Ted Virtue, who I had never heard of, but he was actually the producer of Green Book, the Oscar winning movie from last year, about, like the best motion picture. Yeah. Um, and so he says, he goes over and, he, and, and, and Ted says, hey, congrats on winning the club championship, which of course is, as, we, as we've already established, probably bullshit. Uh, but, but, then, then he, but then Ted adds, uh, but you didn't really win it because I was out of town to sort of jab that—that okay. that is like the perfect thing if you want to really fuck with Donald Trump is to give him one of those little uh, ego ego pricks. And so Trump says, "Oh yeah, well, why don't I come over to your hole and I'll play the last six holes with you for the whole championship, and whoever wins, uh, and and if you win, we can be um, we can be co-champions or whatever." So uh, this guy Ted is playing in a twosome with his with his son, and so they get to this they get to this hole where there's a big pond in front of the green. And as you as a golfer know, that's very daunting. And so Ted hits his, hits his drive onto the green. His son hits his drive onto the green. Trump hits his drive, plop into the water. And so, and I I don't know. So they, 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 they head up towards, towards the, towards the green. I don't know if the other guys are walking, but obviously Trump is in a cart. Uh, And by the time they get up to the green, uh, Trump is like lining up the putt with the, with the boy's ball. And, and the boy comes up and says, uh, excuse me, sir, that's my ball. And Trump's caddy comes over and says, no, this is the president's ball. Your ball went in the water. And Ted and his son look at each other confused, as it says in the article, uh, (laughs) not sure if this is really happening. And they're like, uh, we both just experienced what happened back on the tee. Like you can't, how can you lie about something that just happened in front of everyone's faces? uh but Trump uh, sings, but but Trump makes the putt and and wins and then it says the article says and then according to golf.com he tells virtue something like I'll tell you what we'll be co-champions but uh actually on the plaque it's just Trump as as the winner oh my god but the 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 audacity, and apparently there are other stories in in the book where he's playing with someone uh he's playing with a guy who is uh who actually is currently like an an important um ESPN uh talking head uh and the guy, the the guy Trump is playing with, hits the best shot of his life. It's just beautiful. It's two hundred some yards, and it goes up, and it's on the green. And they get up there, and he's like, "Where is it?" And Trump says, "Oh yeah, your ball's in the in the bunker." Trump had like kick the guy's ball into the bunker, just oh, just to oh, be a oh, 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 fucking bully, jerk, asshole. Like, what sort <laughs> of like there is? There are zero ethics with this person. He would literally take candy from a baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as the uh, saying goes. It's, and it's, and, 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 and like I said, what what boggles the mind is the. The utter pettiness of yeah, the shit yeah. that he does. Like, yeah. there's some sto- there. there's some some story where for months and months he's been cashing uh, a 13 cent check. Someone sent someone has is being charged 13 cents and they, he gets sent a 13 cent check and he and he cashes it. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I imagine I, I think the 13 cent check thing goes to where what I'm about to say is that uh, some some journalist was in contact with with Trump and uh, and he wrote at some point uh, that Trump has small hands. OK, this, this has become a thing. But, but hold on. What that is, that's actually an expression, meaning that he's tight fisted. He doesn't like to spend money. He He's he's a cheap bastard. But Trump didn't know that and took it out of context and has since been, you know, f- so obsessed with this idea that his hands are small and he has people, like, Photoshop his hands bigger in his photos and shit. I uh, know, i that, That's just how fucking petty... Okay, anyway, that's my, that's my
0: golf trump rant. Oh, my word. Uh, well, the whole thing is just uh, a fiasco from beginning to end. I'm, frankly, I haven't spent much time watching uh, any news. We're moving and it's just, I mean, we have to get out of here on Monday. I will, uh, I could show you my, uh, you don't know what my office looked like originally, but I'm sitting in a room with half of the pictures gone, two cabinets gone, garbage bags everywhere, boxes everywhere. And I spent, I've got i I'm on a schedule to keep it moving. Right. And uh, did, uh, Two and a half hours in here against probably six to get everything out of my office, and uh, we're moving on Monday. I mean, today's what? Wednesday? Friday? I mean, Friday. I mean, we're not what? Friday. No, it's no, it's, not Friday. it's Wednesday. You wish.
1: Well, have you have you packed up your your desk menagerie that you displayed on the previous? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All except for the uh, all except for the monkeys that I have here, and I know you're not surprised. To hear that I got monkeys, but this is a letter holder that, oh as you can see here,
1: monkeys in fezes That's what those are called, right? Fez, fez monkeys. These are uh,
0: shriner monkeys. Shriner monkeys.
1: And and, not to be confused
0: uh, with spider monkeys. And they're each holding up an accordion coil that looks like a slinky toy but it's spread wide and welded to uh, hold my stuff, my letters, Mm -hmm. my letters. What happens is I put stuff in here and I forget about it, which is what the monkeys are expected to do.
1: The monkeys hold your forgotten correspondence.
0: Well, yeah, or whatever I put in there. It just, it's just, I never look at it again. There's stuff in there that I, you know, I found a $50 gift certificate for a restaurant in Ann Arbor. I was saying, uh, famous delicatessen there. Oh, well, hmm. but it was there. There we go. Um, yeah. That's. Interesting. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll keep our listeners riveted trying to imagine the monkeys holding the letters. I mean, what other
1: paper, what other, what other papers have you lost? Dennis? Uh, not a lot. I mean, you lost the name to your, your doctor's name.
0: So I went to the Angola Rodeo down in... Uh, in Angola? Oh, yeah. Angola, Louisiana. It's not the name of the town, actually, but I go there, and um, it's a convict rodeo, and it's crazy. Wait, I'm sorry. It's a what rodeo? Convict rodeo, where all the convicts at uh, Angola are in a rodeo for bragging rights. I don't know that they get much more than that, and they have all of these games with steers and whatnot. They have something called uh, convict roulette, where they or, uh, what's the what's the game where you have your balls going uh, uh, <laughs> the, the you know the the board? Uh, plinko. Uh, no the it's it's uh,
1: just bingo <laughs> the board with your balls no, going
0: the, yeah that when you you pull the thing and the ball jumps all over and makes all this noise pinball pinball jesus <laughs> the thing with it's the balls. Called... <laughs> you got your balls going convict pinball and in the oh no rodeo they have a convict and a hula hoop and oh, there's like seven of them and they're scattered throughout the rodeo are they the bumpers because well, they're just standing there, stone still, in the year I was there, in the mock, which was about 8 to 10 inches thick, which is important that the mock was 8 to 10 inches deep. I'll, I'll remember that. But, okay. So they're all standing in a hula hoop, and they take the steer, and I'm above them. I'm in an the, in the, uh, honorarium that day. I'm in one of the best seats of the house. It's sitting over the top. I can see everything. I'm in a crate seat. But the man who I'm talking about has a cinch that's wrapped around the steer's balls and tightens that cinch up and then opens the gate and the steer comes out bucking because his balls are cinched up tighter and shit and they hurt and he's pissed and what he does is he sees the convicts and it feels like fucking pinball and he charges them and whoever is the last man standing wins the game because the others get hit by the steer, thrown up in the air 10, 12 feet spin in the air thankfully land in the muck. I see. The muck saves the day. Nonetheless, one man broke his arm. But that's not (laughs) the point of the story. I'm there. It's a long day. And then I look and I don't, I am so not believing what I see that it was like a a cartoon where you see the guy rub his eyes until his, you know, until his eyes are rubbed right out. That's what I'm doing. Uh I'm rubbing my eyes because I can't believe it. In the rodeo are about eight little collie dogs that are more than two feet tall, and on each of them is a fucking monkey riding the collie dog. Lassie. Like like crazy. And the setup was that they put in the middle of the rodeo a pen, and then they let loose outside the pen throughout the rodeo, six goats and then when the collies were let loose from the gate they were to herd the goats with the monkeys and on top the, the monkey who was riding the collie, the dog that was the dog that did the most goats in the pen the monkey wins Won the pride here's the thing
1: that is total like I have a video the the, the, monk, the monkeys don't get I credit for that video. it's the it's the dogs that know what they're doing the monkey's just have, along for the have ride. You ever,
0: have you ever ridden a, a cattle horse? I, a trained cattle horse? I have. Let me just know you haven't, because I know you don't have to consider the question. You haven't. I have. I'll tell you what, brother. Trying to stay on one of them sons of bitches when they're making those turns to keep those cattle in? I was on the ground a lot. So it ain't just about the horse, bro.
1: Okay. No, I thought we were giving credit for the herding to the monkeys. But no, we're giving credit it's just for team. just for staying on.
0: No, 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 no. It's a team effort. The monkeys are... Look, the monkeys are dressed well, too. So take that into account. I mean... They got a red vest. I would be if I were little, at radio rodeo. Little hats. They got little hats. I have a, I have a special... Uh, I could look like that in minutes.
1: Do yeah, they wear little monoc- like. monocles at
0: they're running around? No, no. Well, no, not when they ride. Okay. They can't, they can't read when they ride. Okay. God damn, you're stupid. So, no. So, the... <laughs> the so that's crazy. So I'm thinking that the monkeys are strapped to the miniature collies.
1: Oh yeah, they're not on there by choice. By choice.
0: But in fact, no. I come to find out later, they're not. They got their legs cinched around them, riding like a horse, and they're holding the leash for dear life, of course. Right? And these fucking goats <laughs> in the mud. But, uh, you know, the collies are. I've seen it. I've been there twice, but the college running in the mud. So here's the other weird thing. Check this. Wait, there's another Check. weird thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the opening, it's a pledge of the allegiance. Now you're in a maximum security. Some of the prison dorms are a maximum security. Mm-hmm. You're in a 4,000 prison complex. There's Angola is a bunch of different prisons that are all within a
2: 4,000 prisons,
0: 4,000 prisoners. Okay. I don't know, maybe eight different units, Yeah, yeah. and they raise uh, dogs that are uh, uh, mated with wolves, so the they're like they're like fucking giant fucking dogs yeah. with a wolfy look to them. They keep them in cages, and when they, anybody tries to escape, they set the wolf dogs out. But anyway, Jesus. here's the thing: I'm in the rodeo, and they're playing the stars. There's playing the Star Spangled Banner.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A man. Of course, on a horse with one arm, who's in prison for life, is carrying an American flag that's Jimmy rigged into the saddle because he only got one arm.
2: Right.
0: It's like a prosthetic uh, flag holding thing, right? Sure. But he's going around the rodeo and he's got this huge flag. And I'm thinking, now that's, that is that's a proud American there. He's doing life in prison. I don't know what he did. I never asked. I never passed You all, but right. but that was, that was a little weird. Uh, you're, you know, you're
1: assuming that he had the choice to do it or not. Oh, of course.
0: Yeah. Okay. But everyone who does it, does it for pride. Right. You know, and for, and as far as I know, uh, I mean, it's probably the best know,
1: thing that happens in their year.
0: Well, right, right. And they, they, have, they're all dressed in, black and white shirts. one thing they have convict poker and everything every little game they do all is convict this or convict that i mean it's not like that's a little formally, that's- it's not like formerly incarcerated person right <laughs> or former prisoner or but but convict so it's convict poker mm-hmm. so here they have they set up with big show A a card table, Mm -hmm. and they put four convicts dressed in white stripes, one in each of the four sides of the table, with playing cards that are so big that they're like you know eight by eight inch, eight by ten inches big. You can see them from up in the stands, and and here they are, act like like they're playing poker in the middle of the rodeo, and there below me is my buddy with the cinch, cinches up that. Oh Jesus that cattle's balls, opens the gate, and that cattle goes after those convicts playing that poker. Puts his head down, puts his big, long steer horns underneath that table, and flips that motherfucking table, and three of those convicts up in the air, like an explosion, a convict (laughs) explosion. The one guy who didn't get thrown still had a card in his hand. He won the hand.
1: Ace of spades. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well,
0: okay, so... Three
1: of clubs. <laughs> sure, that'll, that'll win. So well, I... Sorry. And this is, this is all consensual. Oh, 100%. So they, they go out there to be thrown around in...
0: They want bragging rights.
1: In, ah, so that they can say, oh, yeah, I did, uh, I did the rodeo 2019. I, yeah, you should have seen how high I flew.
0: I, no, I came in second. I came in yeah, first. Right. I placed, you know, one year you get, one year you don't.
1: Growing up in North Carolina, I had no concept of the power of a, of a bull. In you know, if I were from Texas, I might know that. So coming to Spain, it was pretty exciting to see because the Spanish appreciate a, a good bull. A good bull. And, well, uh, I'll tell you.
0: Here's the thing we need to do. Oh. We can make money off this. Listen. Of course.
2: Famous last gonna, word.
1: Yes.
0: We're gonna flip the script. We're gonna we're gonna somehow. The bulls we'll are gonna ride the monkeys?
1: Do,
0: we'll get some help to do this. But we'll take over the prison. And when we do, we're gonna have the correctional officers and the workers be the every every game will be them getting thrown the, around. The correctional officer poker. Right. Right. Or or maybe not the correctional office. They, they just probably go along to get along. But so who's who's in charge of the rodeo is the question. I don't know. We should have them switch it, switch it and see what happens. I don't know. Crazy idea.
1: That's a um, we- that's a thing. My um, my kids, um, my kids daycare, as we've previously discussed, Halloween wasn't a really huge thing here in, in Spain until I got here and spread the word. But uh, they do have this carnival thing where everyone gets dressed up and the daycare that my kids went to before they were school age was incredibly clever about coming up with costume ideas and so often they would do things like what you're talking about of a of a role switch so like they would dress all the little children up as angels and the grown-ups would be or no the the grown-ups would be angels and the children would be devils or the or the children would be would be police and the grown-ups would be would be uh, convicts or something like that um, uh-huh, just uh-huh. To, to swap the, the power uh, balance right. just for comedic effect. That was, that was quite, uh, quite well done. And you, what you just said reminded me of that.
0: What was your favorite costume? Well. That you made, you made yourself.
1: Oh, I've never made a costume. What?
0: No.
1: I've purchased some really you, cheap costumes. The daycare, somehow after the first year or two, I got noticed as someone that could handle a camera and the daycare owner requested that I be the official photographer for that particular carnival day. Uh, so That's fun. yeah, so I got to be, uh, so, so I, and I was tasked with, you know, make sure you take a picture of every kid with their parents in the costume and general group shots and blah, blah, blah. And it was just a fun thing that I, that I did for, for a morning. And then I, you know, uh, gave them all the photos, but the, uh, but because of my special status as the official photographer, sometimes I was given a, a, a different costume than the other parents. So, on the, on the time when all the children were, were cops and the grown-ups were convicts, uh, I got to be, like, the police chief. Uh ah. and, and these are costumes that are, that are made of, like, uh, they're very creative, but they're made of, uh, you know, uh, garbage bags, plastic. Because you never know when it's going to rain on these events. And anyway, right. uh, I've never made a costume myself.
0: So, but, but I find that strange almost bizarre that you, you grew up doing Halloween and every Halloween you bought a costume or it was bought for you.
1: Okay. Well, I, yeah. So I don't recall ever putting, you know, sweat and tears into a, into a costume and being like, okay, I'm going to work on this and this is what I'm going to be. But there was one year, when my parents owned a computer store, where I was dressed as a personal computer, uh, as, a, as a box, there was a box around my body, and there was sort of the monitor thing for my head. Yeah, of course. And then I had a little keyboard protruding out for me. No, I don't. I have never really cared that much about
0: costume dress-up stuff. Well, uh, and I and,
1: uh, you haven't either, apparently. Given well, no, no,
0: no. I, actually, I I've had made a couple costumes in my life. I'll tell you about three of them. <laughs> No, I'll tell you about two. Of them. Well, one of them. One of them. You overpromise and underdeliver. I had a. Uh, I found this roll of material at a yard sale around Halloween, and it was a roll of it looked like aluminum foil, but it was actually you couldn't rip it. It was actually a tougher plastic, mm-hmm. but it had the same sheen to it, and it was a remarkable, a roll of this stuff that was huge, mm-hmm. and I got it for a couple of bucks. And it was shiny like aluminum foil, but it was very strong. So I cut it into about a 2 uh, two-foot strips, and I took a pair of long johns, a pair of long underwear, men's one-piece long underwear, and I took some a uh, thousand safety pins, and beginning at the feet and then going all the way up, I pinned a thousand two-foot. Flapping tinfoil-looking things on to the underwear, all the way up through my head, and so when it was done, I was about four feet wide, and I was a glittery globe that moved, and it was cool. That was that was a good one. You were a disco ball. Well, uh, well, well, yeah, could be. I don't. I didn't have a name. I was unknown. I was uh, I was unknown. You were a
1: reflective sphere man.
0: So, the other one was I took a pair of uh, pants and I cut holes behind the knee in the back part of the pants. And then I climbed into the pants and I put my legs through the holes. Yep. So that I had bare legs mm-hmm. coming out of the back of my pants. I took my pant, the pant leg, and the, the cloth, right. and I stuffed them full of newspaper. Yep. And I put a pair of slippers. On the bottom of them, mm-hmm. and then I I took a shirt and I cut out the back of the shirt, and uh, and I I and I took a monkey's mask, and I made the monkey's neck and head come out of my crotch. I made a pair of fake arms out of the shirt, and it looked like I was carrying the monkey on my back because it was cool. Get it?
1: Wow, yeah, man. Huh? There's like a monkey on your back. That's right. I get it. That's that's cool.
0: My fascination with monkeys currently.
1: I had no idea. <laughs> that this was a thing from your from your childhood when you were raised by them. You
0: can Name this episode. Are you fucking kidding me? Monkeys again? Another monkey? Another monkey story? Enough with the monkey stories. The guy from Kansas is like, "Oh Jesus. This is boring. He's going to shut it off. He's turning back to go home to Buffalo." <laughs>
1: So, I've got two things that occurred to me while you were saying that. Uh, first, you mentioned safety pins. And that's that's a thing that has a really cool name in Spanish. In Spanish, they're called imperdibles, which means unlosable, which I love because it's a it's a thing that, you know, you hook it on and, you, and it hooks together and then you can't possibly fucking lose it. Uh,
0: what's, this, what's, this, what's it in Spanish?
1: Imperdible. Imperdible.
0: Impedible. Impedible.
1: Yeah. Impedible. Uh, and that's just a good Spanish anecdote for you. Uh, and also well,
0: to we'll let others decide whether it's good or not, but I thought, it was
1: well, a, you can vote with your money at patreon.com slash happy hour. Um, and the, the other thing is I, I just saw a news article today that um, not to get political, but, uh, you know how Alabama just passed this uh, anti-abortion uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, apparently, where our friend is from, and maybe even uh, is still registered to vote. Uh, Kansas, well, not they haven't passed a law, but their their court system has ruled that abortion is allowed. Is just a. A right for women and but it's such it's such a ruling that even if the alabama knuckleheads get their way and kavanaugh and etc uh overturn roe v wade uh in kansas it's still going to be legal because they, wow. they made the law so strong that uh fuck the feds this is yeah. this is the way it is wow which that which blows my mind because you don't think of kansas as being you know right. uh, the, the hotbed of uh blue 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 land right but uh there you right.
0: go right interesting yes interesting
1: seems like every episode I, I, I come with a... I did an interesting thing this past weekend. But, uh, but this is this, this, also true this week. Where uh, I live in a place where there are no golf courses. Like, the closest golf course is like a 30-minute drive away. Uh, and golf in Spain is very... It's still considered to be like a rich person's game. And it's not, it's not very accessible. Like you have to literally pass a test before you can play on a course. Really, you have to get you have to be given a handicap by the official association of, of whatever golf golf in España uh, to to be able to be allowed to play on a course. Uh, really, somehow I was grandfathered in because I knew a guy that knew a guy, and I and I had an USGA number, and when I when I started. So when I started here. But I live in a region where there are a lot of people around that like golf and want to play golf, but we live so far from the courses that it kind of sucks. And also, we live in a place that I swear to you is exactly the same the same geography as the Lynx courses in Ireland and Scotland. It's this sandy, dune sort of terrain. So anyway, there's, 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 this, there's this guy that I know that uh, has been planning... Like, he has... There's this whole... Portion of the land near me that's on that's near the beach, that is just forest. That uh, he has laid out exactly how a ten, how a how an eighteen hole course would would go there. Uh, he's also laid out a proposal for a nine hole course, uh, uh, and there's all this like he's got this idea for, and he's done these projections of you know the revenue that it would generate for the region and stuff. But anyway, the we're we're kind of hamstrung by the ecology people that want to save the birds that are local to the region, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so no one, we haven't been able to build anything yet, but anyway, uh, but I'm a member, uh, just because I support this idea, I pay, uh, 20 euros a year or something to be a member of this, of this golf club, but it's a golf club without a
0: course. (laughs) And so money well spent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, but the, uh, but, uh, you know, I like to vote with my money, and I've, I, this is an important thing. But the um, – the, and strangely, some a couple of years ago and more than once, uh, our golf club has won the – and this is the most hilarious uh, tournament ever – the championship of clubs without courses in the whole of Spain. So there's a bunch of people like this that, like, it's hard to get golf courses built in Spain. Is the, is the takeaway. But anyway, uh, this past weekend, we did this thing that we've, that has been going on annually for 15 years, I think, uh, or maybe 20, where we play golf on this beautiful beach that we have that's, that's nearby oh, uh-huh. and it's this, uh, the, the beach is very wide and the high tide, the, the water comes, ve- comes up very, very far lengthwise and at low tide, it goes out very far lengthwise. So at low tide, it's probably 250 yards wide, the beach. and wow, it's it, it, huge. It, and at high tide, it's probably 100 yards, right? So wow. there's, it's very wide. And it's also like three miles long, okay? So, so you go out and you... So, how do you... so what we do? what we do is they've set up this thing where we play... Every hole is a par three, but they all vary from like 90 yards to... Like 180 yards, and what we do is we 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 play this. It's a it's a nine hole course that they like set up that day, right when the tide is going out, uh, and we hit towards the water, and uh, and there by by the water where it's where the tide has gone out. It's all very 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 flat and very smooth, and they've they've actually done a, a um, stint meter. That's the thing that measures how fast the greens are on golf courses, and uh-huh. and it's the equivalent of Augusta. Uh, like it's really? really quick, but like you're, you're just putting over very flat sand. And so they've, we have this, we have this, this tournament where you, and they've marked, they've, they've marked these greens with uh, spray paint. They like draw these big, big circles around where they put the, the, the flag yeah. in a hole. So what you do is you, you hit from a, from a little mat, like you, like they have in driving ranges. Uh, and you, you, you hit, if you don't make it past where the sand is soft and dry, then you're just fucked because it's really hard to get to where the it's really hard to hit off of that uh but if you can make it to where the sand is wet then the ball sort of rolls uh fairly normally as if it were a green but if you're not within the circle that is the that is the demarcation of the green then you can't use your putter that's one of the rules so you have to either with a wedge which is a bad idea uh i've taken to using my driver as sort of a pseudo putter when I'm when I'm far away, and Rather you, than a seven iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're not hitting over anything that's going to slow your ball down. It's the same material that the green is made of, right? Right. So, and anyway, it's a fascinating experience. I've been doing it for sounds great. I've been doing it for like for how many how like many 10 players?
2: years?
1: Well, there were nine holes, and we started off with a foursome on every hole, and there were two foursomes on some holes. So forty. So yeah, forty players. Oh, cool. uh, it's just a it's just a fun time. Normally we do it in the morning when there's no one out walking on the beach, but this year there was there was a little bit of a fuck up and what we thought was going to be low tide was actually the high tide in the morning oh, no. when we chose our day. So we so we had to uh, organize it so that we were doing we we did it in the afternoon.
0: That's crazy. That's So in Michigan we have more hole golf holes per capita than anywhere else in the United States. And yet we have a golf season that isn't anywhere near as long as any southern state or western far western state but we have that many golf balls. that many golf balls.
1: if you've enjoyed what you just heard you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com happyhour happy hour that's all one word happy hour All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhourdotfm, or we can receive email at the same name, happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.